all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads. Welcome, welcome. Here we go again. It is a terrific Thursday. What's a good word for Thursday? Hold on. Terrific's better for Tuesday. It has a, it has a better ring to it. It is a... A fabulous Thursday. <laughs> if I had a, yeah, I don't think that one works. I don't know. Um, you guys, you guys think about it and let me know. Um, <laughs> let me know what you come up with. Uh, <laughs> so today, what am I going to do? I am going to read a chapter out of Oneness. You guys know uh, I've been reading this for quite some time. Choosing a. A chapter you can really read it in any in any order, and it's uh, as I like to put it, the guidebook for ascension. In my book, it's the book that is the guidebook for ascension. Certainly gives you an idea of things to expect as you journey, uh, you know, to this or down this road of uh, expanded consciousness. And it's been just, uh, you know, such an inspired writing by Rasha. Uh, she claims it was received and transcribed in 1998 uh, as channeled material. Uh, whether or not that is or isn't true is not is really irrelevant to me the, the content itself is so inspiring and uh, definitely has you know since i originally read it 10 years ago has so much of it has rang true as sort of the symptoms you can expect as you uh, up level and expand your consciousness and become the next greatest and grandest version of yourself ourselves so yeah i'm going to read chapter six is what came up today i used a random number generator to determine what chapter uh i should read what what wants to be read and heard and in in a timely fashion out there in the uh universe in the world and so before i do that i would like to jump in and read a review on itunes you guys know i love 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 getting feedback from you on itunes uh how the show is affecting your world and um of course it helps us to reach new people when you uh, write a review and certainly helps to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love so if you haven't reviewed on itunes please take the time to do so um also uh while i'm thinking of it i love to get questions from you guys which i often answer on the show um 
and a good way to to write questions is uh, to my email directly, brandon at positivehead.com. Or really even better is to join the Facebook group, which is Positive Heads uh, with an S. And it is a private Facebook group where you can open up, ask questions to other listeners, connect with other listeners, ask questions to me. And uh, I try and get to as many of, I ca- uh, of them as I can on the show. I don't get to them all, but uh, a lot of times I'll even bookmark it. And then, you know, many months later, I may address it. So um, definitely... Uh, you know, join the Facebook group if you're not already there. All right, uh, let's see. This review on iTunes came from Sassiness429, Becoming One. Finding this podcast has really helped me understand things in life. I must say that it is relieving to know that my way of thinking is how others think. Going down a dark, scary path and recently coming out of that, this podcast has really helped me overcome my fears and keep me positive and reassured and reassuring me that my intuition and feeling are harmonious with the synchronization of this wonderful life. Thank you for helping me process and further understand the beautiful gift that some of us are fortunate to experience. Oh, thank you, Sassiness429, for taking the time to share some feedback and love, completing the circle of love, as I like to put it. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. Yes, some of us are fortunate to experience. We all have the option to experience it. It doesn't mean it's in everyone's life path to sort of uh, wake, awaken in the dream, if you will. Um, but it's there as in possibility and potential for all and that's really my aim with this show is you know once you start waking up yourself you realize the most important thing you can do is to help wake others up because why there are no others right it's all an extension of self there's one consciousness that uh you know animates all forms it is you know it is an elaborate illusion the separation between us so you know that's it and i and i gotta say i've found nothing more rewarding in life than you know the feedback i get from you guys and the ability to touch your lives and to play a a small role in your choice to experience what sassiness is referring to here so um any way that you can help to you know not everyone is meant to or needs to do a podcast or any you know write books or any of those things but it's the small things you never know you know who's more important gandhi or gandhi's grandmother who uh helped to you know craft his perspective and and shape his world you know that's definitely something that could be argued she's more important without her he didn't exist right so you can touch one life and you never know it could be the person at the coffee shop it could be you know anyone you bump into someone you have an accident with someone and then that turns out it didn't it was happening for you you were meant to meet them they have a gift for you you have a gift for them vice versa so it's um it's powerful when you understand this and of course you know like i said sometimes people get into this comparative thing and i can't do what brandon's doing or what someone else is doing and you're not supposed to you're you're you you're uniquely you and you could touch one person that has a roi ripple of impact as uh you know mark uh uh, Kapala, who's just on the show, likes to talk about uh, that y- y- you don't know what the implications of that butterfly effect are, right? And that's one of the reasons I also recommend to use this tool, this show that is yours as much as it is mine, to share with your friends and family. And one fun way to do that is to have them the same way I ch- randomly chose a-, a number today to see what's meant to come through synchronistically. Um, you know, chapter six of oneness, you can do the same thing with the show. Hey, there's 650 episodes, um, you know, to your brother in 
brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your friend, your mother, your father, your whoever you think would benefit who may not be, uh, you know, would listen if you just told them to listen. But if you gamify things, people like to play. People like, you know, to, you stimulate their what if uh, that question say, Hmm, what if, you know, um, you choose a number between one and 650, they choose a number and you say, that's a message from your higher self for you. Take, take a listen. This is what you want you to know and sort of play with them in that way. They're going to be curious in most cases, right? Um, and if they're not curious at all, then they're probably not ready for the information in the show. But that is one way I found to really have a good time and to open up crazy synchronistic alignments as well, where, you know, the number that they chose being something that they really needed to hear about. And sometimes in very dramatic fashion, as you guys have heard in some of the reviews and things that people, you know, give feedback in their stories. So that's one fun way you can uh, help to share the show and help to, you know, maybe get through to others that I would uh, highly recommend. But um, yeah, all right. So. Onward and upward. Let's dive into chapter six of oneness, shall we? The title of this chapter is Refining Your Understanding of the Momentum Known as Ascension, Achieving Emotional Detachment, Reintegrating Fragmented Aspects of Consciousness, The Significance of the, cod- the Karmic Adversary, and the Fallacy of Forgiveness. So these are the kind of the highlights that you can expect in this chapter. There are significant changes taking place in the cellular structure of every life form on your planet in the present time period. And there are far-reaching ramifications of these changes that enable each and every expression of consciousness to manifest as an accelerated version of one's vibrational fingerprint in physical form. The core essence of one's being is not altered in the process at hand. Rather, that essence is enhanced, expanded, and allowed to express as a higher octave of the original essence. The process is accomplished in incremental stages that allow for the integration of subtleties of perception into one's field of awareness. At the same time, they allow for the harmonization of one's energies with a diversity of life forms that share the core resonant essence that is identifiable as you. It is within this reintegration process that most awakened individuals find themselves in the present period. And it is within the confines of physical form that most who struggle with the symptoms of this process find the key to liberation from the structure. The very limitations of physical self-definition lay the foundations for self-perception that is free of structure entirely. It is in the embracing of physicality rather than denial of that reality that the path is cleared for the transcendence of all limitations. The truth you seek is not in your mentalized denial of the state of beingness that your physical senses have shown you to be so. Rather, it is in your perception of the fullness of that state that you are able simultaneously to embody the limitlessness of the totality and to perceive that blessed state as that which you are. Thus, a mindset that would have you believe that you are not your body is misguided. You are very much your body. You are very much your thoughts. You are very much your doubts and fears. You are very much your dreams. You are very much your unfulfilled longings. You are very much your mentalized anticipation of the end to the limitation you would perceive to be your physical identity. And at the same time, you are very much the embodiment of a momentum that is surging towards the completion of a timeless process. 
That process is the reunification of all that you are, all that you have ever been, and all that you are yet to be in a simultaneous expression of oneness. The misconception that you will be relinquishing identity and form in your journey towards unification has gained popularity in your culture in recent times. You'll be no less you at the culmination of this process than you were at the onset. The difference will be in the expanded perception of all that you really are, not in the substituting of one's expression of limitation for another. Four, were you to perceive yourself as having relinquished the identity you know at present to be you, the very notion would constitute a limitation of the totality of the oneness that considers you to be a very important part. You are not, as a popular notion would have it, a figment of your own imagination. Your reality is not merely a dream, and your world is not simply a crossroads of happenstance where you get caught and tossed about in the rapidly shifting currents of change. As your individual vibration accelerates in relation to your dimension at large, your reality manifests recognizably as a reflection of your choices. There is no longer the luxury of being able to delude yourself into believing that you are subject to the effects of random occurrences. Or, as the time lag between the inception of thoughts and the manifestation of reality diminishes, it becomes obvious to you that you are creating all of it. The realization then dawns that one is able to choose what one wishes to experience. And the true challenges of a physical incarnation have the opportunity to express through you as reality. What do you wish to experience in physical form in this lifetime? What do you wish to leave behind, discarded, as excess baggage on your journey? What do you really wish to be in your own eyes? Knowing now that all things are possible, you are able to make significant choices. And at the same time, you are able to take full responsibility for the ramifications of those choices. One becomes the creator and the creation simultaneously. And one is able to experience the fullness of limitless expression as the embodiment of the harvest of all seeds sown. As your journey towards oneness accelerates, your experience as a physical being takes on the breadth of perspective and the heightened awareness characteristic of the higher dimensions of existence. As you merge and become integrated with higher aspects of your own being, your experience here takes on the coloration of that heightened level of perspective. And even though your reality, as you perceive it to be, will remain as the here and now, your sense of yourself within this reality expands in scope. In essence, you come to embody your own heightened awareness here and at the same time are present energetically at the next level, adding your own piece to the energetic equation that is the sum totality of all that you are. Likewise, as you integrate fragmented pieces of your own consciousness, those aspects of your beingness are able to take on your heightened perspective. In the simultaneous momentum that drives all aspects of self, expressed in all dimensions in which you have a presence, all are able to embody the expanded perspective of higher consciousness. And all, in unison, become part of the momentum that is known as ascension. You are well within the process of ascension now, for ascension is not an event, but rather a momentum. It is not something that happens to an individual at a given moment, and therefore, Thereafter, one's reality is simultaneously different, instantaneously different. Ascension is a gradual shift. It is a shift in awareness, a shift in perspective, a shift in vibration, a shift in attunement, and a shift in conscious alignment with who one truly is so that there is agreement and full participation in the process. Ascension is a universal motion, a yearning, a striving, a releasing, a surrendering, a joyous culmination of your journey here in physical form. 
It is not something that is done to you. It is a process that is initiated by you, orchestrated by you, and experienced fully as an evolutionary journey by you. In order to make the shift, preparation has been made by you over the course of much time to bring you to the place that you are able to be a fully conscious participant in the culmination of the journey. For many of you, the initial stages of the transformation process are now nearing completion, and those aspects of the work have been quite painful in many cases. For what has been required is a confrontation within the depths of your conscious awareness of the negative patterns and the stagnant energies that you have carried with you within your energy field. Repressed emotions, negative inclinations, habitual behaviors, addictions, and victim consciousness have been raised to the surface blatantly so that you would be able to scrutinize the evidence of the misguided energy harbored within your physical form. Much work has been done in conjunction with higher aspects of your own consciousness to prepare you for your liberation from these self-limiting patterns. Much work remains to be done as the process itself nears fruition, for the subtleties of the advanced stages of this work are not to be underestimated. And the far-reaching consequences of even the most seemingly inconsequential tendencies can have an extraordinary effect on whether or not one is able to move forward from a given experiential theme or whether further repeat performances are necessary to give blatant definition to the drama you call your life. You will become keenly aware of the threads that are woven now almost instantaneously into the tapestry of experience on a given themes in your life. You will have spontaneous recall of related occurrences and a sense of understanding that pulls the experiences together into a cohesive document. You will be able to identify the evolution of the levels of experience within certain categories of your life themes, and you will begin to marvel at the most basic examples of certain kinds of experiences that happen to you, even in childhood. As your life accumulated a track record within certain major categories of experience, the level of sophistication and the intensity of the experience evolved accordingly. In recent times, you are likely to have witnessed the most poignant examples of the issues on which you have been working all your life and which may continue for some time to come. Ideally, as you near the final stages of the completion of this process, these experiences will not ensnare you in the dramas presented. Rather, it is hoped that you will be able to transcend the hook built into the experience and deal with the circumstances at hand free of the lifetime of emotional conditioning with which it is charged. To accomplish this level of detachment is no small feat, for the levels of testing being presented in the final stages of your process are complex and filled with potential time bombs preset to detonate should the emotional charge hit home. The opportunity when encountering such experiences is to recognize the theme being presented without allowing the trigger to be activated. One evolves over time into the state of beingness that responds with detachment to all such emotionally charged occurrences. Eventually, that very detachment becomes the catalyst for totally different categories of experience to manifest for you. The emotional charge carried at the cellular level at the cellular level within each of you will by then have been released on each of those life themes and will not be able to magnetize experiences of a corresponding vibration. Once you transcend the automatic response patterning, the reaction of ego-centered emotion and replace it with an automatic response of indifference to outcome, you shift to a state of being in which you are able to manifest what you would like to experience in your life. As your journey progresses, the role you're inclined to play becomes more than one of the observer, 
than the object of your experience. Your finest teachers are those beings who have played the role of nemesis throughout your life. The beings with whom you have had the most caustic and severe interactions are those who were painstakingly cast by you for that role. And you will begin to see, in retrospect, that most have played their parts superbly. You, in turn, have been an energetic catalyst for many beings with whom you have had conflict interactions. Your own self-righteous stance in these instances does not negate the effects of your own participation from the perspective of an adversary in a given drama. Ideally, as your process culminates with an overview, you're able to take responsibility for the parts played from all standpoints of an issue. For rarely does one experience a life theme from one vantage point alone. Chances are you will have played a life theme from both sides, often simultaneously. It can even appear amusing when you begin to recognize the pattern of the theme and see yourself as both the perpetrator and the object of the adversity. Some would have you believe that certain interactions and relationships between individuals are karmic, and to the extent that the energy charge built into certain issues does not dissipate when one departs one's physical body at the end of a lifetime, this explanation could be said to be true. What is meant here by the term karmic is that certain agreements are in place between individuals that transcend a given physical incarnation, and those agreements are in place to continue to work on that given theme in a subsequent lifetime. Thus, one would continue to be drawn into dramas with beings who have played these roles for one another for eons and will continue to do so until, eventually, they are able to transcend their need to do so. The fallacy inherent in the common usage of the term karmic is that there is a certain degree of inevitability built into the relationship and, with that, a degree of relinquishing responsibility for one's own role in the interaction. The blessed opportunity built into relationships that are said to be karmic and that are predominantly adversarial is that each person who is cast in lifetime after lifetime of the same old story is a seasoned actor who knows the role and the lines by heart. The gift in such a relationship is to recognize the godliness in the adversarial role, to recognize godliness in one's own reaction of diminished vibration, and to allow the love that truly exists at the higher level between these individuals to surface and grow. For each one has been cast in the given role by choice, and each has the opportunity to transcend the drama and learn the lessons by choice. What is being presented, then, is the chance to forfeit being, quote-unquote, right on a given issue in favor of recognizing circumstances as the non-issue that they truly are when beings are aligned in oneness. The karmic adversary becomes the catalyst for change when there is non-attachment to outcome on the parts of all concerned. And one is able to choose either to engage or simply to carry on peacefully on one's own path. One is able to recognize the completion of certain life themes, life theme interactions with key individuals when one can, in all honesty with oneself, recognize a heartfelt wish of well-being for the individual who played perhaps the most injurious role in one's lifetime. This sentiment goes beyond the traditional concept of forgiveness. Generally, as commonly understood and applied, forgiveness is a gesture in which a being consciously releases future tethering to an issue by giving lip service to releasing blame for a past action. While in theory, this effort appears to be well-directed. In application, this is a self-righteous practice that rarely produces the desired result. For the key issue... One's own stance on the issue in question would not have been released in the process. 
Thus, the negative energy charge would have been retained at the cellular level, magnetizing to the individual a continual, a continuing barrage of experiences on the same theme, forgiveness or not. The key to completing these patterns is not to forgive the other party, their transgressions, which keeps the energy polarized, but rather to release in total de- detachment any care one may still be carrying whatsoever about the outcome of any drama revolving around that issue. The gesture then becomes not one of forgiveness, which revolves around issues of blame or non-blame for a f- perceived wrongdoing, but rather one of total transcendence to of one's attachment to outcome. In this rarefied state, one is able to regard, with a full and loving heart, an individual playing his role dutifully and to move forward unaffected one way or the other. In this way, there is no possible reinforcement of the vibrational charge surrounding the issue in question and less likelihood that one will continue to witness a a repeat performance of that particular scene. The transcendent being does not arrive at the place of sublime indifference overnight. It takes a bit of practice. But as you begin to recognize the patterns in your day-to-day interactions with people, there will appear to be less and less conflict and more and more harmony. In these times of acceleration of all experience, you can anticipate reaching closure on many of your dominant life themes in the time soon to come. And you can anticipate the dawning of another octave of experience that gradually takes precedence and becomes the dominant next phase in an ongoing journey toward recognition of your oneness with all creation. Ah, what a lovely, lovely, lovely chapter. That was um, beautiful and synchronistic. Had a long conversation with a dear friend yesterday who's going through a breakup and um, there's a lot of dealing with this sort of energy. And, and this is so wonderful when you, can, when you are able to, to zoom out, right, and see from the highest perspective. It's like gratitude is always in order. The, the roles that are being played are painstakingly cast by you to bring out these um these blockages these issues that you wish to uh transcend and heal and move through and you know the person or people that play these roles these injurious roles as uh you know was referred to they're suffering in the process to play that role one of my favorite all-time books and i think i read it probably my favorite actually all-time book i read it a long time ago, you can probably search and find it if you guys want to listen to it. It's called The Little Soul in the Sun, and it's a children's book written by Neil Donald Walsh, the author of Conversations with God, some of my other favorite books. But this children's book basically shares this whole story of how truly nothing but angels have been sent to us and how everyone playing a role in your story has been cast by you and is doing it because they love you so deeply and oftentimes they lose themselves in the process of taking on that role and our only aim is to see their higher self in that moment and that is you know if we can do that we we up level as this chapter talked about to a whole different uh, you, you sort of all the karmic ties fall off, all of the, you know, the blockages uh, start to melt uh, in the with the power of um, your your expanded state of consciousness and awareness. And 
Next up is a whole new level. You've got new wings. You've got new superpowers that you get to play in the next realm, which creates all different sets of gifts and challenges, which are gifts. <laughs> but it's, uh, I think there is some level of ease that comes with uh, this uh, graduation upgrading out of uh, reactivity into proactivity. Of course, uh, I didn't know I was going to choose this chapter today. It was chosen by a random number generator. And uh, I just posted a course synchronistically a couple hours ago on the Positive Head uh, Instagram page, which is positive underscore head, by the way, if you guys aren't following. Uh, I posted, self-control is strength. Calmness is mastery. You have to get to a point where your mood doesn't shift based on the insignificant actions of someone else. Don't allow others to control the direction of your life. Don't allow your emotions to overpower your intelligence. And it definitely, obviously, is in alignment with this conversation. I went on to write, you know, in the, in the, in the notes, Cal- calmer heads prevail. Calmer heads prevail. Remaining calm is a superpower. Proactive is greater than reactive. That is how you always win. And so... Calmer heads do indeed prevail, and man, this is one I've worked on hard, and I continue to work on, and uh, I'm getting better and better and better, and I know you're getting better and better and better out there too. Congratulations. You are a superhero. You are magical. I believe in you. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I love you all so, so, so much. Until next time, journey well. Oh, I do have a song. almost forgot. This is a song... Um, that is, uh, let's see here, Maelstrom by Variant Field. And this is off the Resonant Heart Collection on Merkaba Music, which uh, definitely check out Merkaba Music if you haven't. It's um, uh, Yegan and Eve were one of my first interviews, and it's his, uh, Yegan's um, label. He also ha- it goes by the artist's name, Calia Scintilla. And um, yeah, very, very, very good stuff here. Hope you enjoy. Till next time, journey well. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.